And greetings, greetings, everyone. This is the Soul Citizens with Griffin Gaming. And not just with Griffin Gaming, but with my comrades, my brothers, my partners, my friends. Uh, yeah, this week we have uh, a special... Well, he's not a new Soul Citizen. He's been a Soul Citizen for a while, and we've been connected with him and talking to him. And he said, Griff, tell me when you want me on. And I said, okay, brother, I'm going to tell you when we want you on. <laughs> and so he has delivered. He is here today. And those of you who know him, uh, if you know who he is, the name is familiar. If you don't know him, I'll introduce you to him. He is the man himself, the man of incognito, the man of mystery. Dig that, 32. Dig, what's up, brother? What's going on, good sir? Glad to glad to finally get on here with y'all. Mm -hmm. Did I give you a good intro, man? Was that? Yeah, I think that that was beautiful, man. All right, all right. I, I, I was like, is that for me? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, hey, it's your debut on the show. Uh, in a, you know, it's a, you know, you're you're debuting still, even though we see that wonderful dig that logo. You're still here, and we appreciate you being here today. Uh, it's good to hear you. And as always, you know, me and Dig have this thing going on tenth where we talk about each other's voice all the time. I say, man, mm. you got the voice. He said, no, man, you got the voice. I said, no, man. You got the voice, so this is y'all might y'all might hear a little bit of that today. Uh, and, I like that butter biscuit voice. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, this is the man talking like a boss, as we would, as he would say, right? And you guys know uh, Tenth Sigma. Uh, Tenth is here with us uh, a lot, and Tenth, I work with him on Channel Twenty Seven News, uh, and Tenth's been around for a good while. And we have these two brothers here today. Tenth, I'm sorry, Tenth. Yeah, say hi first. I don't want to cut you off. You oh hey, what's going on, y'all? Greet everybody. Good to be back. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's good to see. You. Techmar, we see you. Good to see you, brother. Um, listen, these guys are on here tonight because one of the things I've learned about both of them is that they are entrepreneurs. They are the people who are after the paper. Uh, and uh, if you ever hear them when they talk in their videos or when they've been on shows, uh, the economy of the game is something that they're interested in. And so... Uh, as always, whenever we have panelists or people from our team on this show, I try to bring people on who have some form of expertise or some understanding of the mechanics of the game. And these two brothers here are definitely the right people to be here tonight. Um, and so hopefully they're going to share a wealth of knowledge with those of you. And of course, we always look to see what you guys have to say as well. Um, before we jump into that, guys, I want to kind of do a real quick dedication. Uh, some of you have heard over the past week uh, about Wickstrom. Wickstrom uh, is a backer of Star Citizen. Uh, this week we heard that he had been diagnosed uh, with cancer. He had been fighting this evidently for two and a half years, and most of the people in the community didn't know about it until his brother made an announcement and placed a GoFundMe page up for the family. Uh, Wickstrom's mother uh, had basically stopped working and that she could stay home and take care of him. And of course, because of that, uh, they've been impacted by medical bills. And I think that they're ranging somewhere around $75,000 in bills. So on Friday, uh, when we got this word, uh, a lot of the community went out that night and basically had been doing fundraisers for the family. And I know that evening before we started, there was around $2,800 earlier part of the evening. By the time we did Friday Night Live that night, it had jumped in numbers to like almost 20000 And now they're at $27,000. Uh, so to the community, uh, you guys, as always, you all deliver. Whenever there's someone in our community that has need, uh, we have always stepped up. And we're doing our part in that as well. So uh, there will be, I'm going to show a quick video of Wickstrom. For those of you who've never seen him, maybe you've seen him and didn't know it. Um, I'm going to show a very quick video when he was on Inside Star Citizen. And uh, there's a link that will pop up from time to time saying the Wickstrom Cancer Care Fund. We're asking that you would donate through that. 
uh, if you donate through Twitch, what will happen is that Twitch will take a percentage of that money, and we really want that money to go to the family. So please use that link as it comes up on occasion. You can take a look at the page. There's information there. And uh, if you decide that you want to give, I'm sure the family would really appreciate it. Uh, but we are kind of dedicating tonight's show because we found out last night that Wickstrom passed away yesterday. So it was literally within 24 hours of us getting the news that he passed. So prayers for his family. A shout out to him for all the hard work that he did. And hopefully this video that you're going to take a quick look at this clip will give you an idea of the level of involvement that Wickstrom had in Star Citizen. So let's take a quick look at that. Hey everyone, and welcome to Citizen Spotlight, where we take a moment to highlight the incredible contributions made by you, the Star Citizen community. Now joining us this week is the always talented Wickstrom. Wickstrom, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you for asking. Now, as a Twitch streamer, what can people expect to find when they visit your channel? Well, I've been streaming Star Citizen pretty regularly for about three years and change. I also stream a lot of other games like uh, Evil Within, horror-related stuff, platformers, lately South Park, the newest one. Awesome. Now I understand that you also do a lot of art on your stream. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I do a lot of pixel art, both uh, personally and professionally. You know, I do some art streams on occasion to show people kind of like what I do, and I'll do some animations and stuff for people. I also work on emotes for other members of uh, the community. Now, you mentioned that you do a lot of the art professionally. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects you've worked on? Well, I'm working right now on one called Pixel Noir by Sword Tech Games. It's kind of like a retro. 90s style uh, RPG. Uh, I've worked on a few other games like Resonance and the Blackwell Convergence and those are games you can all find on Steam right now. Well that's really cool. Now the world wants to know who is Pumpkino? Well it's this bad boy right here. That is my comrade-in-arms, my companion, my constant reminder of October nights which we have every year all through the month of October and we do uh, horror movies we'll do some viewings we also do all sorts of like horror themed games and giveaways it's my favorite time of the year so it's my chance to like really go go all out and have some fun all right and the last question where can people find you you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Wickstrom if you dare I dare you Awesome. Well, thank you, Wickstrom, so much for taking the time out of your schedule and coming and doing this with me. And for everybody else watching at home, let's find out what's going on this week in Star Citizen. Okay, so that's the piece on Wickstrom. Uh, Wickstrom has been around in the community since the early, early days. Uh, of Star Citizen and impacted a lot of players, particularly uh, streamers and content creators who were looking to get graphic artwork done. He helped a lot of folks out in that process. So a uh, lots of love to his family, of course, love to the memory of him and his contribution into uh, the Star Citizen community. So the link just popped up. If you guys see it, take a look at it, bookmark it, whatever. You can look at it later on, check it out. And if you decide that you want to support them, uh, I'm sure again, it will be much appreciated. Okay, uh, let's change the channel here a little bit. Um, this week was Ship Showdown, or last week started, was to Ship Showdown with uh, CIG and Star Citizen. Let me get some feedback from both of you guys. Uh, Ship Showdown last year was the first time they did it. Folks got into it, got really excited. I think the Caterpillar won last year. Um, 
is Ship Showdown something that you look forward to, or is it marketing and just another way to sell ships? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, they both of them laughed at the same time. Dig, we're going to go with you. So just your first time on the show, we'll let you take the first shot at that one. What, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I, I dig it. You know, it's pretty cool just uh, as far as getting your, you know, the, the Star Citizen fans involved in something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my ship is not going to win this year, so I'm a little disappointed and I ain't really paying as much attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a, right now for the for the fans, it, it just seems like, you know, we're, we're voting for the prom king or queen right now. Mm. And it doesn't really, it, it is a great opportunity to sell some ships, but, uh, you know, again, mine ain't gonna win. I ain't gonna get no new paints for it. So, you know, I ain't really invested right now. Okay, I hear you. All right, Tim, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, when the ship showdown showed up last last year, and uh, I'm, I'm a dig, man. When, when your ships don't make it past what the first bracket, mm-hmm. um, you're kind of like, yeah, what is this? Uh, but <laughs> I, um. I don't know. I think it's a it's a cool community thing, um, and by and large, this year without having a uh, citizen con, these community type things are cool. Um, so we, we we did ship showdown last year, but because it's in a slate of community events all throughout the year, I think it's a fun way to uh, pull the community together. But if it didn't happen next year, I wouldn't be crying about it. Uh, but it's uh, I, I just don't follow it that that closely. Mm, okay, gotcha. Monkey's app, thank you for the follow. Appreciate you dropping in on us. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, part of my mixed feelings is that several of the ships that were in it this year were in it last year. And I yep. really wish they would have jumbled it up just a little bit more. Um, it's interesting to see how they do their pairings of ships. And I kind of somewhat understand the method to the madness because it seems a little crazy, like putting the Razor against the 890, right? You know, yeah. It seems, like, you know, <laughs> seems kind of like, what's up with that? You know what I mean? Uh, but there were people that were rooting for the Razor. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see how they, they come up with that. Uh, so what I, what I really want to do is we're going to take a quick look at the showdown here. And we'll talk about where we're at so far. Um, if you look on the screen right now, you'll see that uh, the competition earlier this week was between the Carrick and the Caterpillar, uh, the, the, the uh, Carrick won. Okay, so let's move into the semifinals. Whatever's in the right column is in the semifinals now, okay? Then after that, it was the uh, Gladius and the Eclipse. Now that one surprised me because, mm-hmm. I, hey, Ghost Soldier, Ghost Soldier 006, thank you for the follow. I actually was, I figured the Gladius was going to win. But I voted for the Eclipse because I, I love the Eclipse. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about that one? Do you think that was what, what should have went? I thought the Gladius was going to take that one. I think the Gladius is everybody loves it, but, but against the Eclipse, uh, I I can see the Eclipse pulling it out as well. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised, but I think we're kind of seeing a, a shift away from the uh, the dominance of the Gladius mm. for sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard not to see the Eclipse winning just because once you get inside of it, you feel like the man because mm. got the sweet, cock, <laughs> the yes. sweet interior, the cockpit closes over you, you know, there's all these buttons around you. Yes. And then you go into sn- to to knock somebody out with a torpedoes, man. You, you, I, I saw that coming. Man. <laughs> it. Yeah, but you know, I thought maybe it wouldn't win just because it was more specialized as a bomber. You know what I mean? And I guess that's, I just figured there are probably more people who own Gladiuses than Eclipses. But I dig, you're absolutely right. The, I, the Eclipse, that was like, no, no question about me pushing the button for that one. I, I really did go that way. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. let's take a look at the next one. Um, here we go. Cutlass Black. 
and the Avenger Titan. Cutlass Black won. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Was that a was that a shoe in or was that a tight one? Or for you guys, what? That was a good battle. That was a good battle for sure. Okay. Um, Black was gonna take it. I, I knew it. Okay. Tenth, what do you think? Yeah. Titan's real popular from starting out. I, yeah. I mean, were you gonna say? I'm sorry, Dick. Go ahead. No. Um. I mean, to, I don't know what the numbers were, but to me, that seemed like that would have been a landslide victory because the uh, the Titan is dope. You know, mm -hmm. I made a video about it, but the the Cuddy it's just so versatile and yeah, it it just opens up the gameplay a little bit more for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing that's interesting about both of those ships is that they're both at good price points, so a lot of people will literally graduate from that Avenger Titan into a Black. You know. And I agree. Exactly. The black for me is, and I and I know when we get to the end, we're gonna do our finals, and I'm gonna share my thoughts about about the black in relation to that. And now the one that's hot that's hot right now that's happening today. If you haven't done it yet, get your vote in. Valkyrie against the 890 jump. Dig. What do you think on that one? <laughs> it's so weird because so many people talk stuff about the 890 jump because mm -hmm. there's you know can't do much with it right now. So. Mm -hmm as a base for your org or your buddies to hang out in. Mm -hmm. um, as sexy as it is, the the uh, the Valkyrie just is incredible. I mean, like that one, you're gonna, the 890 going to mess with your friends or your org in. Mm -hmm. The, eight, the uh, Valkyrie, you can do the same thing and not have like these nice, sexy interiors, but you can be effective with it. It's got things to do. You can throw some vehicles in the back. I mean, mm -hmm. that was a, that's a no-brainer. If that doesn't win, I don't know what to say. Then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Since you you laughing, you saying you thinking the same thing. I uh, you know I. I know I know I know this is a breaker. <laughs> this is a heartbreaker for me it's and you. See, see, Dig, Dig, see, we got to tell uh, Dig. See, me and Tent are origin luxury men, and so you know this. <laughs> we grit, we're gritting our teeth to acknowledge anything beyond origin at this point. <laughs> is that yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the deal, but. I don't know. I think this Valkyrie is probably going to take it uh, for the reasons Dig said, mm -hmm. and um, I, I'm not a I, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, the the Valk is a, it's a great ship. I've said that before. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably the only ship that I would maybe get. Um, it, that's not that it's not my fleet yet. Um, mm -hmm. But I can see them taking this. Um, I don't know what happens after that. Mm -hmm. um, but it certainly it certainly is a good matchup here. Okay. Well, I will say this. I own both ships. Uh, I figured the Valk would win, even though I went to look to the numbers because the Valkyrie is in the lead. Uh, they've got a pretty good lead, in fact, but the, the 890 has some good numbers to it. But I voted for the 890 just because I didn't. I just needed to. Even though I knew it was going to lose, I threw my vote behind it. But, but I, I agree. And to dig, you hit right on the head. The Valk uh, definitely has this multifaceted aspect to it that allow and, and it's the it's a ship i mean it, it's the ship that not only that it's probably more people in the community own as well you know if you look at mm -hmm. it just from a number's sake all right so let me roll back up to the topic again guys and let's talk about when it gets to the semifinals here carrick versus eclipse 10th which one Ooh, that's tough um yeah this is where it gets kind of crazy i i'm gonna go for the carrick okay i'm gonna go for the carrick on that one carrick. yeah all right dig what do you think I think it's going to be a landslide victory with the Carrick. Like uh, one of the developers said, the uh, the Carrick is Star Citizen. It's like the face of Star Citizen. Mm. And it has so much potential ahead of it, even though it's you know, mm. not able to do everything right now because the gameplay isn't there. But it just it, it gets the, uh, the imagination tingling. Okay. Mm -hmm. My vote will be, because of popularity, the Carrick. 
Um, and and I agree. I think that uh, right now the Carrick is the go-to ship, particularly for multiplayer gameplay. Uh, a lot of people love getting their friends in it, piling in it, loading some vehicles up in it. it uh, it's basically a capital ship to a certain degree in relation to shields and protection. And even though it is much more about exploration. Now, here's my prediction, though, that I also believe that's just because it's the flavor of the month. I have to wonder whether or not if there were other ships in the game, whether that would still be being picked. And that's mm. my curiosity um, yeah. right now about the, about the Carrick. Because it is really more of a space exploration ship. It's not a battleship. I watch people go out there and have battles in them, but that's also because that's the biggest thing that they got out there to do it in. I have okay. to wonder whether or not when um, the Polaris or something else comes out, whether you'll still be seeing yes. people pile into the, uh, the Carrick. Um, here's my controversy one here. The Cutlass, and we know the Valkyrie's probably going to win. Now, Dig... What do you think about those two? One of them, it, there's a there's a huge price point difference between these two ships. There is, and they both somewhat do the exact same thing, some of the same things. What do you What do you think? There's popularity on both of these ships, but what do you think? That's kind of a tough one um, because you need friends for the uh, Valkyrie to be, you know, worth worth your time, um, and you can run a Cuddy Black just you yourself, and and, and that's it stock up cargo, do whatever you need to do. If you got a buddy that can hop in the turret, cool. But if not, and so I think people can connect with the Cuddy Black a little bit more than they can with the uh, the Valkyrie, just as from an accessibility standpoint. Mm, okay, okay. Tenth, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm a dig. The, the, the Cutlass Black is the workhorse of Star Citizen, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody loves it. So I, I'm gonna go with it. It, it. I don't think there's any shade to the, the Valk, Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I think, like Dig said, it's it's a little bit more accessible, both um, in price and like usability in the game. Uh, so I think that's that'll that'll put it over the Valkyrie in the bracket. So for me, um, again, this is another one of those ships that I think if you're interested in that multiplayer kind of role thing, you can graduate from a Cuddy. Uh, a Cuddy is it's agile. It's a decent fighter when you trick when you trick it out. Um, it's got the multiplayer aspect of the side doors like the Valk, rear ba- door like the Valk. You can put a vehicle in it. Uh, you can carry cargo in it. And it's 100 bucks, right? The Valk, 275 <laughs> 275 yep. for the Valk. So I think yep. there are probably more owners of Cutlasses, Cutlass Blacks, than there are Valkyrie owners. That's, that's in my thinking because uh, it's a very approachable ship. And like we said, how you graduate into it from like the Aurora, the Mustang, and even the, the Titan. Now... Let me put the hard spin on both of you guys. Will there be an upset? Will the Carrick still win, even though there are probably way more Cutlass Black owners? Will Cutlass Black owners come out of the woodwork out of spite? (laughs) 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 And and fool everybody and shut the Carrick down? Or will Carrick people, whether they own one or not, they just like getting on it and they'll win? Yeah, and chat, it, y'all chime me in chat if y'all if y'all got some opinion on this. We'd love to see what you think. No, I think um, I think the Carrick is fast barreling to the to the championship to the, the its first time because it's so yeah it's ubiquitous. I mean the even though the black is the workhorse, the Carrick is the face, you know. And I think a lot of people, whether they have a black um, or not, they everybody can appreciate the Carrick mm. right, because of just what it is. So I think they might, yeah, they might go all the way. Okay. Uh, I think that would be a big deal. All right. Dig, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. Um, 
there's just so much potential in the character. I mean, we've kind of maxed out the potential of the black, even though it does a really good job at executing whatever your mission could possibly mm -hmm. be. Um, but just there's so much more going on inside the, the character. Yeah, that, that's actually a good observation because I didn't think about there are still, even though we have maxed out the functionality of the black, what we have not done is max out the functionality on the carrot because we have not yet got the cartography room operating. We have yet to get the drone room operating. There's a repair room not operating. The med bay is half operating, you know, so you're right. I didn't even think about it from that perspective that there's aspects of that ship that we aren't even we haven't even seen full, you know, fully operating mechanic wise in the game. So, yeah. All right, so I think we're in agreement that the uh, the carrot's going to win. Even though it would be truly an upset to see the one hundred dollar carrot flip everybody's table over, <laughs> I would I would I would get a little bit of thrill. I'd get a little. A man in the comments had a good point. Uh, I forgot that the the Cuddy doesn't have the um, um the tractor beam going yet, which is something. Oh that yeah, yeah. Once they uh, remodeled it. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. So hmm, interesting stuff. Okay. All right, well, that ship showdown, gang. Uh, and uh, don't forget to get your votes in for it. And then we're going to be in the uh, semifinals, going into the finals after this, and it'll be wrapping it up. And I'll be really curious to see what they do this year as far as what they're going to give out to folks or whatever. Arpono, Arpono, thank you for the follow. We appreciate that. All right, guys, once again, uh, this is Soul Citizens. For those of you who just got here, I'm Griffin Gaming. We've got Tent Sigma, and we have Dig That 32 on the show with us tonight. And we are going to be talking about, as you guys know, each month we cover an aspect of ships in Star Citizen. And this week we're on cargo. And I have these two illustrious brothers on the show with me because we're going to be talking about making that paper and what does it mean. Uh, let me put out a, a disclaimer very quickly. Uh, the ships that we're going to be going through tonight, If you, for those of you who were here last month, you remember we did trading. And I distinguish trading in the way of saying that trading is when whatever you're carrying is your investment. In other words, you have your dollars in relation to what you're carrying. It's your stuff. Where cargo is something that we look at where you're carrying someone else's stuff. So in other words, you pick up a mission. Someone wants you to take packages from here to there. Or your org says, hey, we need you to go meet up with our mining ships, pick up the resources, and take them to a refinery. Your dollars aren't in that. Okay, Someone else's dollars are in it. But you're getting paid. You're making the paper to get those items to where they need to go okay so that's why we're distinguishing between the two now let me give you the second disclaimer we know that you can use any ship for cargo you can use an aurora for cargo if you want to cram it in that little area by the back door all right so please understand we know that you can use any ship for cargo but we are trying to look at chris roberts vision of saying that if all the ships in the game were operating if they were all operating and fully functional these are the ships that they have designated as being ships that are good for carrying cargo. Now, there may be some that are left off our list. I think we got 14 ships, guys. I could not put every ship in the game on here. But what I did do was pick the ships that just stood out from the very beginning to me. So don't blame these two brothers about any ship that y'all don't see because it's not their fault. If you want to blame somebody, you can blame me. Okay? They're here to give commentary. And they may, they may say, hey, Griff, no, we don't think that's a good one. Or they may toss something in and say there's another ship that we think is better. And if, you do, if there's a ship that you all think is better... Feel free to tell us because we'd love to hear what those ships are. But hopefully we'll encapsulate the idea of cargo. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what CIG has been talking about in relation to cargo, cargo decks, and all that other good stuff. So let's go ahead and jump in with our very first baby of the day. And I know some of y'all might laugh at this when y'all see it, but this is real. I'm keeping it real. Let me turn this card off in the background. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, easy to forget that baby, right? Easy to forget that baby. All right. 
the Argo, we call it the Argo Cargo sometimes, but it's the MPUV. There's a C, of course, you know, which is the cargo version of it. Um, this ship we have yet, and I'm going to toss this out to you guys, we have yet to see functionality, even though the ship is in the game. Uh, you don't see people loading up cargo in it. Uh, Dig, let me start with you on this one. What are your thoughts about the purpose of this ship? Will people want it? Will people care less about it? Uh, you know, what's the deal on the ship? Down the road, it seems interesting. Like, say you're at a cargo station that's above a planet, load up, take it down, um, you know, a little bit of cargo at a time. But, you know, I did that just to see what it would be like. I took off from a station mm. and uh, I went down <clears> to the planet. And <throat> it took a long time since yeah. it didn't have a jump drive. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, this <laughs> who wants to do this, man? Yeah. They better be getting paid a lot. <laughs> or it might end up, you know, the harder the job, the more yes. minimum wage it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. No, that's a good point. Very good point. Tenth, what yeah. about you? What about the uh, uh, the Argo? This, this little ship, this little ship, uh, it's uh, it's often overlooked. I think that's why we got the chuckles in the beginning. I was like, oh man, like I forgot, forgot about, about that. Argo's offering <laughs> down here, right? Like, yeah. So I think it, I I think yeah, it's often overlooked. Um, I think uh, some might say that the major drawback isn't you know like you're just talking about the quantum drive, but mm -hmm. This little thing is probably, um, you know, um, something that's part of uh, an industry-related org. That's just you got to have two or three, two or three of these things in the yard, you mm -hmm. know, just to do a little bit of work uh, whenever you need it. You know, pick a couple people up, drop a couple people off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it it flanks a fleet. You know, for whatever kind of work you might be doing, or search and rescue or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah, I like this thing. It's uh, I think it it, it captures what Argo does. Mm -hmm. It's very very industrious yeah. for sure. Yeah, it it is a fun ship to fly though, because you mm -hmm. feel like you're actually on the job, just like mm -hmm. you do when you're in the mold. You feel like yeah. you're on the work site. Yes. Yeah. So from that perspective, I, I do like the ship. It just that lack of a quantum drive. Ooh. Yeah. But you know, I, I'll tell you what, and I, obviously we know this deliberate that they don't have it in there. But I'll tell you to Dig's point, I think, and I did the same thing, Dig. I went down to a planet one time to see how you know how quickly I can go back and forth. All they need to do is pick up the meters per second on a sucker. In other words, make this thing super fast. If they make it super mm. fast mm. so that once you break atmosphere, that thing, like, because usually, you know, you got about a 100 kilometer jump to a space station, right? If they speed that thing up so that they go some ridiculous speed, like almost like the, uh, what's the, um, what's the Drake ship, the Herald? If that thing could pick up speed and get you there in a very quick amount of time for transporting six people, getting them back and forth. And there may be some other uses for this ship. We've seen in some of the trailers where the ship was used to load into the Idris um, and they were transporting somebody. They were transporting a couple items. Definitely can see this going from a larger ship if you're unloaded. Because I think the big purpose for these ships is going to be, I don't know if they're going to put magnetic clamps on this or what, but they did show that this ship is going to be used for moving cargo boxes in some form. So whether that's moving them to a deck, moving them from ship to ship, because I know that's a mechanic that we're looking for, right? How do I get something from my ship to your ship if you're docked at the station? Uh, will there be people either working for you or NPCs hired? I don't know. But evidently, Chris Roberts doesn't put anything in the game unless it has a purpose and a meaning. We've kind of found that out over time. So we may not completely see the vision for this ship. But 30 bucks, I think it is, 35 bucks, something like that. And uh, yeah, 
it's it is a nice little ship and it's definitely industrious so well that'd be interesting if they did make it fast like you talk about because then you'll see it show up into into some races around grim hex yeah that would be cool would you imagine? but you know what remember in uh i think it was uh one of the star treks it was the very first one when uh kirk and them were first coming to the enterprise that was the way they came up remember the transporters weren't working right so yeah. they, took, they took a shuttle up from the planet surface from San Francisco up right. to the dock. And so that's why I'm saying if they make it so that that ship picks up, it can get enough speed behind it. Doesn't have to have quantum, but just enough that you can go from surface to atmosphere or surface to, you know, orbit in a very quick amount of time. I'd be more than happy to even see something like that happen. So, all right, let's move on to our next baby here. And uh, this is one that's familiar to uh, most people. It's a ship that many people have owned at some point if they still don't own it. Uh, tenth, I'm gonna start with you this time. Avenger Titan, uh, give me Avenger some Titan. thoughts for cargo. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's the baby. I, I think um, uh, the Titan is always great. You know, you, the and the re we're looking at the the stock version right now, um, and I think that the stock version does really well for carrying cargo. Um, but then if you even get one of the variants um, that's built for cargo it's even better um so what's cool what i really like about the uh, venture titan series is uh their offering so you have the uh, the emp version and the i think it's what the stalker or i forget the name but mm. all the different variants and this is a great ship to get into um to really get you started on kind of this uh, e-war path or this uh cargo path or uh it, it i see it as the um you're putting your foot in the, you're dipping your toe in the water, and you pick up a Titan, um, and then you might end up from a Titan to a Carrick. I'd be really interested to see how many people in chat who start with a Titan now have a Carrick in their fleet, uh, just because of how useful the Titan is in early game or when you are just getting started. So uh, I like the Titan. It has some, you, you can do a lot with it, and especially with its cargo, um, you can get some things done, no problem. Um, if you get the variant, even more. So. Um, this is a you got to mention this one. This one is uh has to be part of the deal, okay? Dig, yeah. Think? yeah, I mean, can't say nothing bad about the Titan. It's that it's that gateway drug into spending up a whole <laughs> bunch of money that you're supposed to be <laughs> saving because, <laughs> like, you get out of that Aurora and you get into a Titan. The cockpit is small, but man, it feels so good when you can get out in quantum drive and have stretch your legs mm. and lay down and look at the screen readouts <laughs> around the ship. Mm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the that's a ship that's got to be in it. Yeah, yeah, the infamous penguin. You know, this was the first ship that I bought in game, uh, just because it reminded me of the space shuttle with the design. And uh, you're right, it's it's grown in functionality. They obviously did the rework on it. They gave it more space. I don't know if you guys remember, but in the early days, they talked about the Titan actually having modularity. Originally, you were going to be able to put the prison cells in and out of this ship even, but then they finally decided to just make mm. three distinct ships. So it is interesting that they decided to say, no, we're just going to go ahead and you know open the ship up more for cargo and uh, just kind of make it exclusive to that. Uh, but this ship is a great ship for doing box runs and doing small stuff, small cargo. Um, I know a lot of times people get caught up in doing the big stuff, like, you know, they want to have a Caterpillar and be loading like a million, two million dollars worth of product and moving back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, but there's interesting about doing ships like this. Um, ships like this, if you're carrying something that's valuable, value doesn't have to mean because it's large quantity. There may be something of great value that you're carrying. And because you're in this ship, somebody said, ah, it's just an Avenger. You know what I mean? They don't even pay attention to you. 
uh, versus if you're in a larger cargo ship where maybe you're drawing a little bit more attention. So I yeah. would not dismiss smaller ships, guys, when it comes to gameplay. Right now, yeah, we're thinking about cargo boxes and stuff, but there are different areas of cargo running, smuggling, that ships like this may be the ship that you need to do to get the job done. Okay, let's move on. We're going up alphabetically here versus size-wise. So, Dig, I'm going to put it on you this time. Oh, man, I'm all about the, the Caterpillar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that guy trying to cram two, $4 million worth of stuff inside of there and, and uh, ball out. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that it's going to be even more live once all the functionality comes in, mm -hmm. the modularity, the... Um, being able to detach the command module, mm. another ship, another thing that's going to show up in them races once that's a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Very cool. You can't go wrong with that. Let me I don't think there's anything negative about it. Ducati Tom, USA, thank you very much for the follow. Dig, let me throw a question at you. <clears throat> Caterpillar, let me, let, me, let me not use Caterpillar, Drake, because many people have forgotten this. People still remember them talking about Drake as far as them being like the, the pirates, you know, manufacturer of pirating ships right mm -hmm. yeah but the thing that people don't talk about very much that cig made very clear is that drake ships are not necessarily built <laughs> to standard or to be the best when it comes <laughs> to certain things like like getting battles and stuff uh they talked about they use more inferior materials for example in relation to like maybe aegis or anvil right so will there be a compromise as far as risk goes when it comes to taking something like a cat out because uh, none of the ships are balanced, and we got when we got to remember everybody, tell everybody this in chat. Don't forget these ships are not balanced. So don't think that the way the shields work and the hull work, eh, forget all that. Certain ships are going to be worse than other ones, and and Drake ships, <laughs> Drake ships are supposed to be not so well built. They're supposed to be easy to fix because the parts are cheap and you can find them. But you know, so I mean, do you think that's going to be a factor, Dig, or do you think people are going to be willing to take that risk just because of the functionality of the ship? Oh man, you can't stop people from risking everything and losing. <laughs> like, even with thirty Ks right now, man, people will go ahead and jam their whole they whole bank account into the cargo and that thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, but you know, with the risk reward, the you know that that heightens the the experience. So mm -hmm. I mean, you can go out and buy yourself and risk all your cargo, or you can hire some people, which is going to cut into your profits. But mm. uh, pe people going to go for it regardless, man. Okay, okay. Tenth, any thoughts on the cat? Uh, it's a good ship, man. Um, I think uh, just by space wise, I think it's what up there in like the 400, 500 uh, cargo space area, which makes it a viable option for those moving more weight. Mm -hmm. um, but <clears throat> the only thing, like, kind of like what we were saying right now, was you can't jump into this sucker too quick, right? Because you can't carry the cost of. <laughs> owning this thing and kind of being able to uh, make sure that you don't take a heavy hit on uh, if you were to lose a cargo in the ship, um, you, you might want to consider pinching pennies until you're able to actually uh, afford this. And I think a lot of people get super mad, right, when they get into a cat and it blows up because of XYZ. Mm. And... Um, and I think it, you just gotta be you gotta be really careful when you when you jump into this deal. That said, a lot of people have cats and enjoy them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's uh, it's one of those things you're gonna see a lot of in the verse. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just really trying to determine um, what you move through. I think the most here's what I'll say: the most inefficient thing about the cat 
and the pilots is i don't know whatever percentage but if you can't fill this thing up you are going to lose money on it right <laughs> if you can't put this thing to the brim carry the cost of fuel of uh the weight inside of the ship uh and you're only doing half runs or just little boxes here and there this thing is not for you go back down <laughs> to the black the titan <laughs> get a freelancer mm-hmm. don't move weight in this thing you know because this is going to be the this is an industry ship. This is, or excuse me, this is an org ship. You know, mm. this is this is a for, like I said, industrial orgs that are moving serious weight. Um, so just be careful. You know, don't jump to this thing too quick. That said, mm. I can get it. Um, and why you want to be there fast? Because it's a really cool looking ship. But you just gotta be careful with, with your with your money. So a question to you then, Tent. Is this a escortable ship? Like if you take this out, you better have an escort because it's got a pretty powerful gun on it. Um, yeah. And one thing I was, we didn't highlight about these Drake ships, and it just clicked in my head. I just noticed Drake ships. I think are the only ships that have tractor beams, other than the Origin three fifteen. I yeah. think I don't know if any other ship that has tractor beams, and this one's supposed to have one as well. Uh, is this something that if you take this out, you probably need to have an escort, or is it like you're willing to say, hey, you know, I'm gonna keep all the money for me and roll with this thing? See, the cool thing about Drake though is um, they might not have like. The shields, mm-hmm. um, I know you could put them on there mm-hmm. uh, if you really want to upgrade your stuff. But the thing that I like about Drake ships is they get you out of a pinch really fast mm-hmm. um, in case you were to come against something that's kind of um, threatening what you're doing. You know, they have, you know, the colors black or mm-hmm. in this case, the caterpillar um, where you're just moving weight or doing whatever kind of mission. And um, I, I think you, you wouldn't. Um, a skilled pilot might not need an escort, but you want to you wanna weigh that risk um against what you're moving mm-hmm. and you know figure out if you need to contract out for some private security detail to help you get from a to b you know mm. especially if if you're you know i you know you have to run the numbers right but mm-hmm. if your cargo you know per cargo space is you know you're talking about millions of dollars total <laughs> um and you hit a certain threshold you know per unit i think you might want to say that that triggers something so it just mm. it's a it's a judgment call okay you know, probably, you're gonna have to have the uh, if you plan on getting a whole series, you're gonna have to have the the caterpillar to start uh, raising capital to fund to get in those things. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That is a very good point. I like the cat a lot. Uh, this is another one of those ships that we haven't seen in its fullness. We, as you mentioned, Dig earlier, this thing can separate the module, the command module can separate from the ship. And CIG talked about the fact that the ship will have modularity to it. So they've suggested a repair bay. They've suggested a medical bay. Uh, they've suggested some a drone area. So it'll be interesting to see, even though right now it is car, it is cargo, cargo, cargo. Uh, we'll see what happens with the ship. It has a lot of promise uh, down the road for itself. So, all righty, the cat, let's move on. Now, this is the ship that folks call the pickup truck of the verse. And uh, <laughs> a lot of folks uh, have had a chance to fly this because by default, CIG gave it to every player in the game for a good period of time. I think it may even be that way now. Uh, Dig, talk to me about the Freelancer, buddy. Man, it's, a, it's, it's so ugly that it's cute. It's one of them kind of <laughs> ships, man. It's so ugly, you got to love it. Huh? So ugly, yeah, you got to love it. <laughs> I, it's it's a uh, actually for what, what is it one twenty how much is yeah, it one I think it's one twenty five I think it is something like that maybe I'll look it up yeah 
It's one of those shifts is because like a lot of people get into the cutties, right? And then maybe the next move would be to that, but it's such it's almost a lateral move because it's got a little bit yeah, more cargo. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a beast in combat, especially if you load it out right, so it can mm-hmm. defend itself, and that that kind of gives it some value. Um, it, I don't know if I like once they take it away. I don't know if that's something I'll be looking to get because it just doesn't seem worth it to mm-hmm. a few more extra bucks to, to get in that. I probably go a little bit above rather than lateral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I interesting thing here. Let me throw this at you, dig before I go to tenth. Uh, it seems like a lot of people like the the freelancer max if they're doing cargo. Do you think that is the jump point for people who are cargo minded? Because this ship is like a it's kind of like the the misc version of the constellation Andromeda, right? You know, you can carry four or five people. You got a turret. You got some cargo space on it. Uh, is the max a good place for people to go when they go from like a Titan uh, if they want to expand to a larger cargo area? Yeah, I think so. But uh, if it's just deliveries, then I, I'll probably stick with the, uh, the the regular freelancer, the regular one. Okay. Just because you know you got a you got the guns, you got a you can, it's got the what do you call it the little galley where you can get some water, food. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You got you got sleep, you got beds in there for four. You got the eating area. Uh, you got the turret. You got cargo space. It is it definitely is definitely a, a good tank ship for taking on some fights and heat. Uh, and it's built a little bit better than a Drake ship, I think, as far as you know durability. Um, tenth, any thoughts on the freelancer, freelancer Max? Yeah, that I, I was going to mention that too. You know, when people are considering, you know, where do I move from some of those starter ships? Uh, should I go for a Cutlass Black or do I do a freelancer? The one thing I always throw into the mix is, well, what have you determined your vein to be? Like, what kind of career are you going to be in? Have you? have you made that choice? Mm-hmm. And if someone says, yeah, I, I love hauling, I love box missions, I love cargo missions, that's what I'm trying to build bank up for, then I always recommend them to skip the base freelancer mm-hmm. and move to the max. If you haven't determined what you want to do, you have a toss up between um, kind of the workhorse capability of the Cutlass Black and kind of like what Dick was saying, a little bit more tank and firepower on the uh, on the freelancer uh mm. regular um the the the, the basic the base. and so um so that's kind of how i determine a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. um that said i don't have a freelancer um but it's still it's a great ship i mean and these things and we've flown them enough because cig was giving them out you know so um i like it it's a it's it's a nice ship the one thing boys is uh i can't deal with that cockpit view I just can't. Do it. <laughs> like, I just can't do it, man. You've gotten too used to the luxury of a 600 windshield, yeah, man. You, that's, that's the problem, you know. You got too used to it. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. I, let me let me throw something at, at you guys too. Uh, th- th- this ship is unique, and and some of the other ships too. The Caterpillar is this way. Have you guys noticed that these cargo ships have these other stations? where you have something to do. They haven't designated what, because they're placeholders, right? But I'm thinking about the story Chris Roberts told uh, last week in his post when he gave the example of a ship that gets damaged and he talked about the engineer looks on his panel and sees that there's a fire or a system down. Um, Do you think these ships are going to have to carry engineers on them? Because uh, right now people fly them solo for, for the most part, you know, when they're doing cargo runs. But... You know, will you have to have an engineer, not only people that maybe man guns, but are you thinking about when you're carrying, you know, some, you know, precious cargo, are you going to have to hire an engineer? Dig, what do you think? I mean, after you 
get out of the uh, the fundraising stage, then yeah, it it, it makes sense to have an engineer. Um, before then, it's just kind of a liability and, and less profit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. See, it's a lot more. Yeah, I risk. think. I think with the with that piece, as compared to your bigger ships that might have a designated engineer or some kind of hierarchy of engineers, like mm -hmm. a chief engineer, followed by you know a couple of associates or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think this ship, if it lends itself to that multi-crew gameplay, which it does, you're going to have people on the ship who are jacks of all trades mm -hmm. that can get it done. You know, so your navigator, you know, might be. Slight, a slightly better engineer mm -hmm. um, than someone on the ship. So you might switch roles really quick. You know, someone takes over the nav seat and engineer goes and does his deal okay. for, you know, so it has to be a lot um, because it's smaller. It has to, the crew has to do a lot more. Gotcha. Uh, but I can see it happening for sure. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We're going to move into something that we have yet to see in game. And yet, there are people who are interested in it. And that's the whole series of ships. Um, starting off at the very beginning, hole A. Uh, let me go to you, Tenth. Uh, where do people, where does this fall into the line of things? Uh, Fun Dominican dude, thank you, thank you for the follow. Um, where does this hole A fall in? Because we don't have any of the yeah. hull ships right now. And I mean, people have bought right. all these other ships to do it. Are people going to spend money at this point to get a hole A? I think so. I think they're going to have to figure out how they want to uh, put the hole strategic, strategically um, in a vein by itself. And I think it's going to be with the space. Uh, they've talked before in uh, ISC and different SELs about the difficulty with uh, the uh, physicalized inventory, I guess. And so um, there's just uh, things holding up. I think that the idea was that what's inside the ship is outside the, outside the ship, so they have to get what's outside the ship inside the ship in terms of whatever the grid is. I'm an accountant. I'm not a game dev, but the <laughs> the deal here is that the differentiation is going to be um, this this whole series has to produce um, a a it has to reach a certain type of player. More specifically, maybe a certain group of players, uh, orgs that are looking to, that have been waiting to expand their fleet. So I think through a use case on when the Orion finally comes out, how you might move some of the, uh, you might have this as a whole ecosystem to kind of clear out the whole mining loop, right? Like from mm -hmm. from prospector to hauling, you know, to your local you know, space station. And I think that as you go up in the, the levels or the letters with the with the whole series, the space gets different um, and it, it goes up and it has to be the those, you have to compare those sizes of ships with what's in game and then mm -hmm. give the whole the advantage on the cargo and the disadvantage on firepower, obviously. Mm -hmm. okay. You're going to need to take an escort ship with this thing. So... Uh, with the whole A, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're, they need to figure this thing out. And I, I think it's going to be tough because there's a lot of ships that people are using for cargo right okay. now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to jump a little bit here. Bear with me, Dig. Uh, we're looking at the whole A, but I'm going to conclude the, the whole B into this as well. Uh, and, and, and there's a reason why I'm picking these two, because both of these ships are ships that we've seen, uh, we haven't seen yet. And my question is... 
why hasn't CIG maybe put these games out? I know that they've been dealing with a grid issue, but it's just interesting that these are smaller ships. We know the whole C is kind of like the one that they're really dealing with, with this, this grid of putting these boxes on it. Uh, but here's my information I want to give you, Dig. The whole A holds 48 SCU. Uh, the Avenger holds 8 SCU. And 10th alluded to the fact that what they'll give as an advantage to the whole series is that they have the greater capability to carry stuff when you're starting out. Um, is, that, is, this, is this a specialized thing as far as cargo? Or do you see it still having some multi-purpose function? Mm. Uh, I don't see much multi-purpose function with that. I mean, the value proposition is for sixty bucks, you get as much um, cargo capacity as the uh, mm. the Cuddy Black, mm. right? But and like for ninety bucks, you get three hundred eighty-four SCU for yeah. the, on the whole B. Yeah. So I mean, if you uh, I mean, if you're not one of these whales that are just buying up cats like they were candy, then those mm. are some great options to get you going to to uh, start building up your money and uh, eventually branch out into some other ships. That's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that because for $90, you're getting $384. But for a freelancer at $125, you're only getting 66 SCU. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's five huge times. Disparity, you man. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> difference. And so, yeah, if you're about that paper, right, <laughs> about making that money, um, yeah. A whole B, geez, oh Pete, you're, you're talking about a huge transition uh, in the in the sense of cost. Uh, just so you guys will know, we're going to do a giveaway today for the whole B. So stick around if you're interested in the whole B. Uh, uh, Dig just brought up a very good point: 384 SCU, and that's a lot of SCU for a fairly small ship, as we know. And the, we haven't seen the whole series yet; it's coming down the road. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this thing is going to have five years worth of insurance, 72 months of insurance on it. So it's not one of them six month deals. If you get blown up, you can get it back. All right. So don't worry about it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the insurance is for. Uh, but yeah, we will uh, we will be giving away a haul B uh, toward the end of the show. Um, yeah. For the bang for buck, I agree. From $60 to $30, a $30 difference in price. If you're into cargo, this is a really cool progression to uh to make and to move up into and still be able to handle cargo um let's move on and uh talk about its big brother a uh, little bit of history on this ship captain max power thank you thank you for the follow um the hull sea now we've seen images of this ship we've seen video of this ship we've seen internals we've seen all types of stuff but it's not in game yet um a little bit of back history, Chris Robertson told us that the Hull C will be probably the most visible ship in the verse flown by NPCs. When you're flying around and you see somebody carrying cargo back and forth, this is the ship that you're going to see by NPCs. Uh, Dig, talk to us about the Hull C. Any problems with what's going on right now? What's the holdup? Why, even though we know the ship is done, talk about that. Mm, that's a toughie because I don't... <clears throat> really dig too much behind the scenes and all the techie stuff okay. but uh i mean that's kind of been a thing since the beginning hasn't it trying to attach things to ships mm -hmm. like with even with the aurora yep um i mean i i can't wait to see it because mm -hmm. i mean that's a it says 4600 cargo but you know that they gonna have to touch them numbers up because there's no way that thing is gonna be carrying all that and if there was boy that'd be some prime targets man yeah <laughs> yeah 
Raymar, I, 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 no, you can't land it with the cargo boxes on it. You're absolutely right, but you can when it's closed in the closed position. You can land well, like a lot of them, you can land them on the surface. So yeah, you're absolutely right. With the boxes out, the whole bee cannot be landed on a planet. Thank you for for it's, bringing that up. It's so weird that that kind of turns your it changes the trading game into a two step system. Like mm -hmm. I, you, you drop that off somewhere, and then you got to have another ship take it to wherever you're gonna sell it, unless mm -hmm. that particular place is buying from you. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys remember this. When they were talking about the whole C, I can't remember who it was within the team, but they talked about what they're trying to work out is that there's no way, as you said, Dick, there's no way for them to attach 4,800 or 4,600 boxes to the exterior of the ship. What they did say they were trying to do was come up with a number that says one box equals certain amount of boxes. Sure. So one of those large boxes may hold 100 or it may hold 30 or whatever, you know, of, of the boxes. So it will be interesting to see how they they do that. Um, let me jump to you, 10th, a little bit about what it's going to mean to load ships like this, because CIG has told us that loading times are going to oh, become yeah. a factor. Right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you've got this nice ship to make that paper, but you're going to be sitting in the bar or the restaurant. Right. While this baby's look, being loaded, look. Here's the thing. I, you know, I like to, it, it, I like to say, like, it, like we, we all know, time is money, right? So, it's all about how fast you want to go, and this thing is going to get you there super fast, right? So, you got to figure out what you're going to be doing, rather than sitting back, knocking a few back at the bar, what you're going to do with the time. And so, I think that's where the entrepreneur comes in and says, how can I make some runs really fast, maybe. Outpost to outpost, um, uh, in terms of cargo, I think if you have this ship in your fleet, uh, it's a money maker, but you have to supplement it with some security. You got to supplement it with other ships that, and at this point, you have the other ships because you upgrade to this beast. You 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 don't you don't come up the gate with a whole sea and and hundred thousand bucks, right? Like yeah. you have to you have to keep it. You have to keep it moving in, in progression. And so um, I'd say why this thing is loading, we haven't gotten a lot of information on load times or what that's going to mean. Griff, you were just talking about how the boxes may, you know, one to 100 or whatever. Um, but as this thing is loaded, you want to redeem the time. So make sure you have something that you could do, you know, that, that Pisces or those rovers or, you know, whatever the case is, like you have to, use those to continue to supplement your income somehow you might even be a cargo slash fighter you know you just go out take a few contracts for bounties in the area come on back and your ship's ready you know so it just depends on how you want to work it did we lose griff here my, my apologies i, I muted my mic yeah sorry um <laughs> I, I own a whole c um uh, been anticipating it uh this this is the type of support work that i do enjoy doing i own a whole a a whole b and a whole c um told myself i'm going to work for a d kate picture myself with an e uh but i i am this is about the biggest that i think i'd be willing to go uh maybe a d later but we'd have to see uh i'm curious about the practicality i mean this is kind of a ship that you could obviously see we just recently saw them showing us uh outposts right uh where they're not not, not outposts but uh what do they call them um, homesteads. Homesteads. Thank you. And this last week, they showed us a little thing that looked like Tatooine. I could easily see a ship like this being the type of ship that would deliver goods, 
you know, move goods back and forth from a place like that. Uh, once you start getting to a whole D and E, you're either looking at org level stuff, major mining stuff, or where you're supplying almost half of a freaking moon, I think, with a whole E. I'm just really curious as to how much medical supplies can you drop off? You know, it's yeah. um, <laughs> a lot, a lot of, that's a lot of paper, a lot of money uh, when it comes yeah. down to filling those ships up. Uh, and so let's go ahead and go on and talk about the D. Um, the whole D... Is this, am I reading this right? I am. <laughs> Hull D, 20,000 SCU. 20,000. Uh, I don't even know what that calculates into with money. What, what's the largest that a Caterpillar holds, uh, Dig? What's the largest? 576. Jesus. <clears throat> so multiply that time. Let's come up. Tenth, uh, you're the accountant here. Give us a number. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the numbers you need to calculate. <laughs> you got to put this together. So 576, how much How much is that worth you usually dig if you're carrying something in a cat? If you get, if it's fully loaded, what are you making about? Uh, well, you know, these prices fluctuate so right. much. But the, in the general, let's give me a number. Steady, yeah. Like, say, if, if you're doing scrap, you're making the 33 I think 33,000. 33,000. Jesus. Okay. Like, I think the biggest thing we had going was the Laronite. And what were we like? It was almost a million an hour, maybe a little bit more than a million an hour. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, whole D, uh, 10th, what's the purpose of even using a ship like this and spending the money? I don't remember how much this goes for. Does anybody remember? Because I think the whole C was like 250. 275 something like that but the whole d's a jump i want to say it's almost like 400 bucks does that sound let me take a look 350 is what they got listed 50 okay 350 um is this something to invest in 10th unless you're like a diehard cargo person or is it an org related ship what do you think i mean you you you're you're towing the line right here at that level of scu um you're towing the line with uh Am I ready for an org? Am I ready to like start an org? Am I ready to should this be a part of an org? You know, this that's that's like at the you get into the top levels of the industry right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're gonna have like and and I think it, I say total line because you might have you know a small squad of friends mm-hmm. that would be able to do something like this and fly a whole D, um, but by and large you're gonna see orgs have this that are mining focused um there's enough and again the game's going to get balanced over time and when quanta gets in mm-hmm. you're going to see these things change but this ship is primarily <clears throat> org related the d and the e right these two things like you're not going to see some person try to ramp up their way to a, a d i think that, that you might stop at like the c you know or mm-hmm. you know so so this is definitely built this this line of ships kind of serves the entire industry and um these two are on the on the more enterprise level mm-hmm. uh dig that uh amrock mfc says wouldn't these larger hull cargo ships really shine when we have more solar systems carrying cargo between systems instead of just the yeah. planets uh that we have now any thoughts on that let's take a look at the e cracklin thank you cracklin thank you thank you for the follow dig go ahead and give us your thoughts on that uh yeah because I, I was thinking the same thing and uh you know once they're they have more places to go than uh, just one system, then yeah, that's that's gonna be the thing to do, and you're gonna want to keep those in the air. That's one of them vehicles you have to keep running. Mm. Like you, you, your sleep, one of your ore guys are flying that thing around, and you have a bank that they can they can take from. Just keep that thing moving. 
Um, there have been concerns about these ships. When we start getting to the whole D and E, I've, I've heard people raise the issue about pi about piracy, right? Or them becoming targets. Is that a reality? Are people going to see hull C's, D's, and E's, and they're just going to say, ooh, bullseye? Or are they going to say, ah, they're moving industry back and forth? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Tim? No, absolutely. Absolutely people are going to look at this and say <laughs> bullseye. And some people are going to look and say, hey, let it ride. You know? okay. I think that when the because the law system is in place um, and continue being iterated on, you're going to think twice um, not only because of system security, but if I'm a fighter and I'm looking at a whole E or a whole D mm -hmm. and I'm going to shoot it, I gotta think, what org is this guy with? You know, like, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, spark mm -hmm. any, you know, I, I might not want to get into that kind of engagement. <clears throat> so you're gonna think twice, but your average pirate, uh, somebody who's just looking to do this thing to just do it, of course you're gonna get shot at, you know. And and we all know that the these whole series ships are coming with little firepower, right? So you're gonna have these escort ships you have to contend with. So it could be a bigger bang for the buck. However, let's say someone did pop an E and killed the crew and everything was ready to go. You got to come back to the site to figure out how you're going to transport all this stuff out. Right. You know, so, or what, what you, how you're going to take it and you might not be able to do all of it. So it's going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that gives you a lot of, that gives the org that was carrying the weight a lot of time to come back and engage with you. So, you, you think twice for these things, for sure. Mm -hmm. Dig, let me ask you a question. Is it a target because of we want to take over the ship? Or is it a target because we're going to attack some other org or just, just destroy it? Because it's, you know, it's a moving target. What do you think players are going to do? Both, man. Like uh, my man in the comments <laughs> said, people will shoot your Pisces down, man. <laughs> they think it's got something in it. <laughs> you see all these people hanging around Port Olisar shooting down the, the mining ships. So, mm. I mean, if you can't hang in a prospector, you definitely ain't going to be able to just not be harassed in that ship. Mm. Okay. I, I've got some thoughts on this, and I'm going to run this past you. Um, and I've talked about this on the show before. I was an EVE player previously, and I used to enjoy mining um and i would run two characters one would be mining and then the second one would be you know arriving at the mining site loading up the stuff and taking it in to trade it right so i had this constant back and forth thing going um the thing that turned me off about eve was that if my cargo ship or my mining ship was destroyed there were no true repercussions for it, particularly if I was in deep space. There would there would be no repercussions for it. It'd be a total loss on my end. Mm. Now, the, the benefit to the person was not that they took my resources or they got my ship. The only benefit was that they got a mark on the leaderboards that they got a kill. Now, to them, that meant something. But for me, it was 20 million in a ship and maybe yeah. 50 million in resources that was lost, right? So... <clears throat> And I'm kind of going a little bit in the direction the tent was going about about repercussions for if you decide to do these type of attacks. Um, so Star Citizen is going to be the same way. If you're out in deep space, hey, it's on you. You know what I'm saying? It, it is on you. But at least now there is that possibility of repercussions if you're in a law system where now if you go after, and I'm wondering whether or not CIG and Dig, I want to throw this at you. Do you think CIG will be so far thinking that they will say if you try to take over an NP ship that's owned by Shubin Mining, 
that Shubin Mining will put a bounty out on you. That they will be actually the one. An NPC, if it's triggered that you set it off, that you went after one of Shubin's ships that's loaded with resources, that possibly you could now become crime status and get a felony or whatever, even from an NPC. Mm, I hope so. That'll be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope so, man. And just just to see some people on the run, there's, there's got to be some consequences and repercussions, man. Mm-hmm. Um, will they do it? Uh, I, yeah, because, I, because I can't see why not. Well, Tim, right? Because Tim gave the example of an org would definitely come after you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm curious. You know, we can't just have NPCs. I say, well, we ain't gonna mess with the orgs, but we will hit NPCs, and ain't nothing gonna happen. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Gotcha. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they kind of got to, man. Um, maybe uh, I don't know because I don't know how to balance that because you get a mm-hmm. bounty by Shubin, which is gonna probably be a nice little bounty, mm-hmm. then it kind of cuts down how viable pirating is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they balance it out, right? Because there are, like you said, there has to be repercussions. These ships just can't be flying around. You can just snatch them up and get free resources. You know, Mad Style, 1911, thank you. Dietrich, 2495, thank you, thank you both for the follow, we appreciate that. Um, it will be interesting to see how it unfolds. I know we're doing a little theory crafting with this subject, but Chris is trying to create a universe that has repercussions and you know consequences for things that people do. High Prince of the Dragon, thank you, thank you for the follow. Um, so these, this is a big ship. Um, would you fly one of these anywhere? Would you guys are you interested in doing this or not? It's like nah, this is a little bit beyond me when it comes to you know being out there in the verse. Badman sixty nine, thank you for the follow. Yeah, this is outside of the this is outside of the scope. For outside me. of your realm for you. Yeah, you're not you're not taking the risk at that level, huh? Not that not this kind of risk. <laughs> no. Well, you know, listen, it's only risk. wait a minute now. It's only ninety eight thousand SCU. Come on, man. What the heck? What do you what, what do you got to lose? Well, some pull out some insurance on it hey listen if you can fill it up you can afford to lose it that's how i look at it okay (laughs) dig what dig what about you is this is this stretching it when you get here is this definitely a or kind of thing when you when you're moving this type of material Oregon, not I'm flying it, man. I, I'll, I'll lay it. I'll risk it all, okay, man. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Reckless with it, so <laughs> if the opportunity to make a whole bunch of money is there, I'm, I'm, I'm all mm. about it. Okay, okay, all right. But let me ask you this: If you did do that type of haul, definitely security, right? I'm, I'm assuming definitely security. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Mm, depends all on right. what time of night. Hey. Yeah, that's true. There's certain times of the day where ain't nobody online, right? I mean, hey, you about right. There's less people you got to pay, but that's a pretty serious haul right there. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, This one's a popular ship. We've been seeing it in development, and it's coming down the pipe. Um, These Mercury, this whole thing with Crusader, uh, the Mercury Starlifter, you guys know there are three variants on it. This one is the C2, which is the cargo variant. Um, and then, of course, we've got the M2 and the A2, the military, and of course, the uh, anti, the bomber, the bomber that they have. Um, Dig, let me go with you first on this one, on the Mercury Starlifter. Give us some feedback on what you know about this ship. I don't know, man. That's not one I've been paying a whole lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people want to carry the tank in it. Mm. Um, it it looks like a beast, and that it's, it's going to take like a whole org to take it down. So mm-hmm. it'd probably be worth it. What's what's the SCU count in that? Uh, Mercury. Uh, I got the Star Runner. I don't have. Let me see if I can find a Star Lifter while you're talking. Let me see if I can find it for you because it came in later. 
Oh, it's 90s. Whoa, 90. No, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm looking at Star Runner. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, it, it. Well, it depends on how much cargo it's got in it. Because uh, I would love to have the security of throwing some cargo in there, mm-hmm. and it'd be unlikely that somebody could take me down. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it doesn't have enough cargo to make it worth it, then nah, I probably won't mess with it too much. I ended up upgrading mine. I had a C2 and I was very happy with it. And then on the anniversary sale, I ended up pushing it up to the M2. Uh, the compromise there was the loss of some cargo, but the gain was on weapons. And this was the kind of ship that I saw that I felt like if I take it, it's going to be going into a hot zone or an area where I maybe like what you were saying, dig, this is the time where I'm solo flying. I got no escorts. So I decided to trade up that extra cargo for the defenses to make sure I could get there and get back. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I gave it up. But there was definitely a compromise on cargo. Tenth, uh, what are your thoughts on the Starlifter? Yeah, I got this this thing. Uh, and I, I'm waiting for it. Um, to me, this is a, a ship that's uh, small enough to still be, um, if you had a small crew working on it, um, that's you know well leveraged, I'd say. But uh, the this ship is really cool. Um, not only for the tank, but you see there's a tank on the ground and a tank coming out. You know, this thing is going to be able to hold um, some cargo. Um, and I think that yeah, I, I said before on the show that it's not necessarily like a ton of boxes, but maybe you're doing a vehicle transport, you know, um, like we're seeing right now. So uh, it's useful. And I think that once we see it in game, we'll figure out how we use it. And I think it'll actually be one of those ships that if someone's kind of feeling their caterpillar is getting a little tight, that this could be a ship that they move to you, that you add to your fleet or whatever the case would be. So I like this ship. I, I like, and I like all Crusader ships. So um, this is a good one as well. Now to give you the sizes on this and to show you the difference in sizing, the cargo on the C2, the cargo variant is 624 SCU. When you go to the M2, the much more, there's a better armor, and better guns it's 468 so you lose about a third and if you go all the way to the a2 it goes down to 234. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing that they showed this ship being good for as you mentioned earlier dig is the tanks vehicles that type of stuff but they again but they have shown that the c2 is definitely also set up more for cargo so 624 it's not a bad amount. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see this whole new Crusader. We haven't had any Crusader ships yet, so we haven't seen their design. How you know? But but they look beautiful, as far as I'm concerned. They look great. Um, so, uh, bang for buck, I think it's a pretty good value based upon the defenses of the ship. But it's also a crewed cargo ship for sure. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't think this is something that you're going to take out by yourself because if you, as you can see from the diagram and the size of the tank, it's a it's a pretty big baby. So. Alrighty, let's go on to the next one. And this is something that's anticipated by much of the community right now. Um, <laughs> the Mercury Star Runner. <clears throat> uh, Tenth, I'm going to jump on you on this one first. Any thoughts about the Star Runner? This is the data runner. Uh, yep. Cargo smuggling. What's your thoughts on it? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. It's coming. Um, the Star Runner is going to be a great addition to any fleet, um, any solo player, any, you know, whatever the case is going to be for you. That data running piece is going to be really cool. And um, your ability to carry the cargo, but also um, 
when this data running comes into play, you have a ship that can do that really well. And I think when you look at the Drake, the Herald, and you look at the Star Runner, I think you're gonna. I'm gonna pick the Star Runner, obviously, because I'm an Origin guy. So the crudeness of Drake is not gonna doesn't appeal to me in terms of the design <laughs> of that ship. But um, but this this uh, the the Star Runner, uh, I feel has a lot more um, capability to it. It's larger. Um, and it can it can get it done. I think there was a picture before we put the the uh, the Star Runner next to the oh, the C two uh, the Star Lifter, mm-hmm. yeah, and you can kind of see what the size difference was, and I think that's going to be uh, beneficial in your understanding of how you might want to add a cargo ship from Crusader to your fleet when supplementing it with like the Star Runner. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's gonna be. It's, this is gonna be. A, this is hotly anticipated. This is the next big givening. I feel. So it's gonna be good. Yeah. Dig. Um, cargo can be a lot of things other than just boxes, right? This ship does both smuggling, and it does data, as Ten Sigma said. How do you feel about that? As far as it being multi-purpose and, and, and it being a runner. Yeah, I think um, with the with the deal with it being multi-purpose. Um, you're going to see people use the ship a lot. This is going to be a ship you're going to you're going to see in the verse flown about um, very often okay. um, because of what it can do. So I, I'm ready for it. I think um, we have a lot of great specs on it. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but yeah. the this will have um, it hits a lot of marks. I think it hit a lot of marks for a lot of different players, mm-hmm. which is why um, you might see a, a, a flock towards it. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, it should be cool. Dig that. What about you? Any thoughts about the Mercury Star Runner? Yeah, man. I think it's about to make the Constellation series a little obsolete there. Ooh. 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 <laughs> That's mean, a prediction. It's, Ooh. Uh, I mean, it's, it's got, if I'm not mistaken, it's got two turrets, two man turrets mm-hmm. on it. It's a little bit faster. It's got the same amount of uh, cargo space, plus it can run data. Much more versatile ship. I don't know how, what the uh, if it's able to carry a vehicle. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. No, I'm not sure. Mm-mm. Okay, well, barring that, I can't see a reason to get the uh, the constellation, especially with the problems that it has. Mm-hmm. And this the sexy flexy new kid on the block. I know it's going to be taking all them dollars away from the county pretty shortly here. It's funny that you would say that because remember earlier I was talking about how the Carrick was the flavor of the month. Do you think this is going to become the flavor of the month for a lot of people? Will a lot of people default to this ship now? And I'm yeah. asking Dig that. Dig, do you, yeah, you think people are going to shift to this? Because like you said, the Connie's you can see how I can kind of take a little bit of that audience, but do you think as a multi-crew carries cargo, does some smuggling, data running, that there'll be a lot more people that'll say, hey, me and my buddies, we're going to jump in this thing and do some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I see uh, people melting constellations left and right for this. Wow. Like like my man said, the gibbening is, is about to be real for this thing. Mm. Um, I think they're similar in price, if I'm not mistaken. Uh... Let's see. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure they're close in price. So I just don't mm-hmm. see the value in getting a Connie versus a Star Runner. That that thing's about to take over. Doesn't it also have a medical bed in it? Or, or is that not right? I don't know. Oh. Mercury. I heard that. I could be wrong about that. But if it had that. If it had that, you can forget <laughs> it. Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. Yeah, I don't have the price on that one either. If anybody's got the price on the Mercury Star Runner, please drop it in for us and let us know. Um, 
because you're, you're right. I, I think I definitely think it's a challenge to the Andromedas. And you know, but <clears throat> 225. Thank you, Saint Tosin. <clears throat> 225. So yeah, it, okay, it so falls right the at same, the tiny yeah. Andromeda. Yeah, it, it drops right in there at that price point. Um, there is talk that there's going to be some reworking, possibly, possibly of the Connies. We'll see if that happens. They they were on the Mark IV series now, but uh, who knows? But uh, I think this is a great ship. People like it because it has the asymmetrical design, reminds them of the quote-unquote Millennium Falcon, all that other good stuff. It's also got two decks inside of it. If you remember, there's an upper level and a lower level in it. And for those of you who remember when Invictus came up, they showed us a hologram of it, and we saw that they had expanded the ship. It's gotten a little chunkier in the bottom yep. now yeah. because of the design. Uh, but it's a beautiful ship. And I, one thing I have to give about this Crusader design stuff, I'm looking forward to all the Crusader ships, the Genesis, Starliner, Starlifter, Starrunner. They all just have really uh, a really nice profile and design. I think that they're very, very nice ships. Okay. Absolutely. Let's take it back a little bit. This is a ship that gets forgotten about. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> uh, dig that. The Corey. I'll, I'll say it the right the way CIG says it. The Corey. Oh, is that what it is? I, listen, brother. <laughs> I was calling it the core for a long time, brother. Tarjay. Right. Yeah, right, Tarjay. Exactly. Um, and uh, when, the, when they did the rework on it, they put out a new video. And, and the only reason why I heard that was in the video, the woman who did the voiceover called it the Core. And I was like, oh, the sin and the Core. Okay. Um, what, what do you think about the rework of it, Dig? Uh, is it practical? It's in the starter ship category some, somewhat, I guess, for cargo. Um, benefits? Negatives to the ship? Uh, I don't know, man. It, it, well, one benefit is it's great for delivering boxes mm -hmm. because, you know, you pull up, have the rear of the ship for, uh, facing the door that you're going to walk into, that nice little ramp. You just walk right out mm -hmm. instead of having to climb down ladders and all that stuff. So there's some there's some very cool things in that in that realm. But uh, my org, um, my org treasure, I don't know why he's trying so hard to make this ship into a fighter, but he is. <laughs> it just, just, I don't know, man. And he has, you know, he's that, I don't know, whatever, whatever you call that. Once you spend over a certain amount, he's in that club. Oh, okay. But he's still digging this, man. Maybe it's like that uh, thing where people with Ferraris just sometimes want to drive a bucket around. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, who's that? Uh, Amrock, MFC. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. Tenth, any thoughts on the Core? The Core. The Corre, yeah, uh, it's cool. Um, I forget about it honestly. Uh, and the I think the cool the coolest thing about the, it is just the how it transforms to fly, um, and the visibility of that uh, of the in the cockpit. Mm. Uh, that's the coolest thing about it. Um, I think they have uh, buffed it a little bit. I think it was a little mm. uh, uh, kind of a little thin before. Uh, in terms of like shields, yep. But um, mm -hmm. I think they buffed it and they made it a little bit better. And I, I wouldn't first think about this as a, as, yeah, it's down there in the starter category. Um, so I'm just more interested in maybe uh, if I had to choose, um, I'd probably go with an Avenger uh, versus a, a Reliant if I was going to start running. Yeah, I figured. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, the Corey only holds six SCU. Uh, so, you know, it's not a lot where the Avengers, like an eight SCU and the Corey actually costs more, weirdly enough. Uh, I think you are paying a little bit for the aesthetics. They also have not completely given us the understanding of what the differences will be with these mist ships that have the Xeon quote unquote technology. 
you know, what's the advantage of that? And it kind of takes me back to the freelancer, uh, to what Dig was saying earlier. Why buy a freelancer over the Cutlass? And, and, I, and it's not only priced a little bit higher, but supposedly there's some features that make it stand out a little more. So I'm curious as to whether any of the Xeon technology uh, is a part of why this ship costs a little bit more. Uh, yep, it's aesthetically nice. It has the flying wing design, and then it turns into the B-wing Star Wars design when you invert it. It does have a beautiful view out the cockpit. It is also the starter ship that you and a buddy can get into. Two people can fly uh, in this yeah. ship, where with a lot of the other starter ships is just you. So there are some advantages to it. It's nimble. I owned one. I don't own it now. I actually changed it to a Sin because I wanted to have it for the science exploration aspect. But this is another one of those ships that you can fly around in and people don't pay attention to you. They, they really <laughs> don't. And so if you if you want to get around and get in something and go somewhere, am I going to stop to shoot somebody who's in a freaking Corée? I don't think so. You know what I mean? There, of course, there yeah. are some people who, well, it doesn't make a difference what's flying around. They're going to shoot at it. But I'm just saying, it's not one of those ships that draws a lot of attention. And so I'd be curious to see how well it does in the verse over time. All right, we're going to go to the big daddy here. Tenth, I'm going to hit you with this one. It's uh, been around a while. Some people love it. Some people never fly it. Um, and some people might say, why do you have this ship in here for cargo? Because it has a big cargo area in it. And its cargo is not just in the sense of that it carries fuel, but the tanks on it can do other things as well. So give us some thoughts yeah. on the Starfarer. That's exactly it. I mean, I like this thing. I, I don't, um, I think I have one on loan uh, as a replacement for something else I have in my fleet. Mm -hmm. But um, I love this ship because of it's, so you can you can have, I believe, what is it? The, uh, the Vulcan, right? And mm -hmm. you could, that's a solo deal for your repair and your refuel. But when you get up to this thing, I mean, you have the cargo space, you have the refueling capability, and this thing's a monster. It's hard to take down, um, and I, I I dig it. It's it's a really cool ship that's offered by Miss. Um, the only thing is, this sucker like the visibility out the cockpit is terrible, <laughs> and it's slow. You know, it's a very slow ship, um, and you can feel the weight. Now, I have not tested this ship with the new flight model mm -hmm. um, in the verse, but I'd be curious if chat has and what they've seen, experience with it. Um, but this, you gotta have this, um, and it, it, it kind of sits in the category by by itself, if you ask me, simply because of its refueling capabilities. Uh, to me, that's cargo, um, because you're carrying it and it's for a specific purpose. Um, but you know, even if you were to say, "Yo, tent, that is that's stupid," you know, whatever, then you still have the cargo that you can take in the in the in the trunk of this thing. It's it it, it checks all the boxes, and I think this is a good ship for um, not only or you can have. You, I can see these as part of orgs. You have orgs having a, a a fleet of these, and you know, small squads having this thing that they go out and and do maybe upgrading from a Vulcan or something like that. So. Uh, yeah, great ship. Mm, okay. Dig, any thoughts on the Starfarer? Um, ugly. That's, I'll say that. It's, it's got that big body with that little head coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. Can I see it now, Dig? I'm with you, man. Hey, um, if we talk about um, <clears throat> like boxes or anything like that, then uh, I'm going to have to say the Nano. It's just too... It's, it's it's just too much trying to land and take off with that thing mm -hmm. just to carry some boxes out of it. If you transport some cargo, um, 
like you're doing some trading. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's better options for that price point, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Because yeah. you can get into the whole series. You can get a, a Caterpillar uh, for less money than you'd have to pay for this. But this dude in the chat says something can transport stuff like milk and other kind of liquids. I hadn't heard that before. Right. Is that, have you heard that? Well, no, he's on, he's on point. Yeah. And, and to your point, you're right. You wouldn't use this if, if you're just doing boxes. You're 100% right, Dick. This thing holds 295 SCU. And I, it's amazing to watch when this thing is filled up. That cargo area is a lot of boxes in this sucker. With this ship, I see it as good for beyond just dealing with the fueling and, and fueling on location. I do see it as, let's say you've got a homestead where water needs to be delivered, right? Some type of mm. liquid in some form and mm. supplies. Now you've got a ship that's doing, because the only ship that delivers liquid, you know what I'm saying? In a sense like this. So whether that place needs fuel, liquid, hide, whatever it is, nitrogen, whatever needs to be brought there in a ship like this can be brought as well as saying as a bonus, I've got this cargo area. I can also bring some med supplies or some food or clothing, whatever it is. So I think it's a little bit specific if you are going to use it. You know, it definitely does cargo, but it's specific to what you're going to use it for. I would love to have some milk in one of those containers and then some cereal in another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If it's hey, if it's us, we got to put Kool-Aid in there, if you know what I mean. So, all right. But, uh, I won't go there. I won't go. I won't go there. But okay. brothers. Well, you know what? For te- now, test squadron says they're loading theirs up with beer. That's their routine. You know, it's going to be full of beer. Right? So there you go. They they not care about fuel or nothing. They just is it's and I think um, great gray headed gamer calls it the beer fairer. You know, that's his. That's what he calls it for his ship. So um, now, interestingly enough, though, some people talked about this ship as far as layout, and I do want to kind of go back and talk about layout on this ship. Yeah, when you go around the ship, it's, it, it can be very confusing if, unless you yes. own one. If you own one, you get used to it and it, it, in your head stuff starts to make sense. But CIG was very specific about this being the first ship <clears throat> that they tried to do layout based on inside gameplay when someone's trying to take over a ship. So mm. the maze-like design is deliberate. It's designed, if you've ever tried to do like a VIP steal or something like that in a ship, you can see it's very challenging. Notice in the cargo area, you've got that, that circular bridge that goes around the top where you can shoot and cover. So they, they deliberately designed the ship as a way of saying if, if PvP takes place, how do we make it challenging inside of a ship of this scale and size? <clears throat> Obviously, like a ship like the Caterpillar, there's a little bit of challenge there, right? But it's pretty much straight lines when it comes down to fighting in there. But this ship... You got places where people can hide. Notice the little engineering nooks and stuff where you can go in and crawl and, you know, where it's all orange lit and foggy. I mean, that was a deliberate thing that they were doing to test out this idea of PVP internally in a ship. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, And, of course, this ship, uh, for people who have fleets, uh, you can still deliver other items. Maybe you're delivering food uh to your to your to your um endeavor that's out somewhere you know what i mean and bringing fuel so we gotta kind of expand beyond boxes as dig said if it's just limited to boxes may not make any sense but if this becomes a ship that's bringing fuel hydrogen whatever else then maybe there's some you know some method to the madness with this design and remark hopefully maybe you're right maybe there will be a redo maybe they'll kind of tweak it a little bit more and make it a little bit better you know all right we're going to hit our final ship and then we're going to talk a little bit about cargo as far as mechanics goes. Dig, this one's on you, Constellation Taurus. Let me drop a bug in your ear. You may have already heard it. As you guys know, Eva Cotti is doing testing right now for 311. And one of the things that came out from that is that people have said that the Constellation Taurus has shown up on the ship monitors for bringing it up. It's not in the game, but it is listed now. So, one, 
would would that be interesting for you, Dig, to see the Constellation Taurus come into the game? And uh, if so, will it redeem the Constellation series a little bit in the sense of the expanded cargo? What do you think about that? And the smuggling as well that's, that's built into it. Oh, I didn't know about the smuggling. Yeah, in the front part of the ship, there were two ships. Originally, there were two ships in the game that were supposed to have smuggling compartments that were shielded. One of them originally was actually the Constellation Phoenix. <clears throat> the second one was the Taurus. They took it out of the Phoenix, but they definitely left it in the Taurus. It's actually in the area behind where the pilot sits. There's like floor panels or something, and you're supposed to be able to put stuff in there, and it's shielded if it's illegal contraband or whatever the case may be. The other ship that has that now is the Mercury Star Runner. That Those two ships are the two ships that have smuggling capability. So, Okay. Um, definitely a lot of questions around that ship it's one that i had pledged for but i just gave up on it after a while and uh, mm -hmm. moved on to something different um but at 150 bucks and you got well we don't know how much cargo but I, at the max i'd say one and a half times what it's got now so 100 something mm -hmm. um yeah maybe if i'm doing a like incremental upgrades through ships mm -hmm. that would probably be one of my stops on the way to the star runner mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good point. I think I think it also when you move to ships like the Constellation, uh, in general, the Constellation was like the ship that you stepped into for for multi crew play, right? Multiple turrets, yeah. multiple positions. Uh, this one, like you said, you lose the uh, Merlin in the back, the P fifty two. You lose that, but you gain the extra cargo area. I think a regular Taurus is around like ninety six, and I mm. think this is supposed to be at least maybe double that. So. You know, will it be the competitor to ships like the Max uh, or other ships as well? You know, some people like the Connies. I like the Connies. I, 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 maybe it's just because I'm a bit nostalgic about them. There are ships, there's some ships that are better. But I will tell you this. I watched somebody put, it wasn't Rattlers. I can't remember what guns it was that they put on a Connie. But he, this guy blew everything out of the sky that, that came up. What's the what's the what's the, what's the gun? What's the gun? What's the gun that sounds like a like a Gatling gun when it comes up? It spools up and it goes. It's like really loud. He put four of those suckers on this thing, and he was blowing stuff away. Stuff couldn't even hit him. So oh. I, I'm going to find out. I know who the guy is. I'm going to ask him, dude, what was that you put on that ship? Because I couldn't believe he was just blowing stuff away left and right with this ship. Um, Tenth, what do you think about the Taurus? Any thoughts about it? Yeah, they're waiting on it. Um, I, I'm. I don't follow. I don't track with uh, the constellation variants very closely, except for the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, of course, these are uh, great ships to start your multi-crew gameplay on, or what in whatever vein that might be. Mm -hmm. So um, I think once it gets balanced out and figure out what the offering is, uh, this for sure. We'll check some boxes for people and like dig said it might be an incremental upgrade for some uh on your way to something else but mm -hmm. it certainly will serve a purpose so mm -hmm. uh yeah it, it, i think a lot of people are waiting for this deal um to kind of flesh itself out yeah. and what's it going to look like against like something like the the freelancer or the max or, or the excuse me the max itself so yeah um yeah yeah a lot of people have been asking about this ship because to your point all the other constellation ships had come out, right? This is actually like considered like the base constellation ship. So people were like, well, we've got the Andromeda, we've got the Aquila, we've got the Phoenix. What's the deal with the Taurus? What's 
Why hasn't you? Why haven't you? I mean, that would complete that series. Why haven't you guys dropped it? Some people think it is because they're trying to work out the smuggling mechanic. Because technically, if you put it in the sh in the game right now, it's nothing more than another cargo ship. But there are people who are saying, "Hey, that's fine. You know, it's got the expanded cargo area." And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dig is this? This is priced the same as the Max, right? They're both 150. Is that right? Because this is 150. Is yeah, the, sounds about right. Yeah, about right for the Max too. Okay, so they're priced right near each other, if not exactly at the same price. Uh, but but the cargo grids are definitely a factor for these ships. Uh, thank you, Joshua, for mentioning that. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see Revenants. Thank you, absolute cool. Thank you. That's the guns I was thinking about. Listen, y'all, trust me. Revenants on the Connie, you'll never regret it. Trust me. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll you'll never regret it. Okay. Okay. Let's jump back a little bit here, and uh, by the way, guys. Uh, Dig That just put out a new video, uh, his 3.11 video, and he talks a little bit about what we're going to talk about tonight. So if you get a chance, check out his video. Just recently came out this week, in fact. Uh, but it's about the cargo decks, and you guys know that that's the next thing coming in 3.11. Before cargo decks and refinery decks were scheduled together, they pushed refinery backs to 3.12. So cargo decks are coming up, and they are being tested right now. Um, let me go to that a little bit here and talk about it. Um, this brings in a new aspect of gameplay, and I'm kind of challenging these guys. These guys don't know that I'm going to ask them this stuff, so I'm getting their initial feedback. Uh, and either one of you guys can answer. Whoever wants to answer this first. Uh, we've been seeing them work on mining. You know, mining really seems to be the emphasis, really, in the game. But we've recently seen uh, the introduction of docking. Uh, we've seen now that cargo decks are coming out. We've seen even the cargo runs have become the big thing now with missions where you're delivering two or three items at the same time. It, do you think CIG is now starting to make that's going to be the next mechanic that they're going to be moving toward? The, even this thing about the Constellation Taurus being in the in the terminal now, if that's introduced. Uh, either one of you guys got any thoughts on that? Is cargo going to be the next big mechanic that they're going to start fleshing out since these decks are I think so. Yeah, I think that the uh, the, the big thing for them in recent uh, patches had been mining. Um, they have, they have moved very fast with mining, FPS, uh, consumables, new mining heads, the Argo, Mole, um, just in the last, you know, few uh, se several months, right? They've been working on that. Um, but now you have cargo, and I think a lot of people are interested in that. Um, and with the addition of the cargo decks, I think this is a uh, roll of the dice to say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen and deal with the bugs as they come up and figure out how to close this loop because I think they're really close to closing the mining loop. Once we get to Orion, I think that's a wrap uh, mm. for mining. But mm. um, but this one is going to be uh, the kind of the start of that sprint for CIG, which is great to see. I mean, these cargo decks look cool. Okay, Dig, any thoughts on the cargo? You just did a piece on it. Well, I've been hearing, and who knows if it's true or not, that it's this initial rollout of it is going to be like how it is for the new Grim Hex edition, where you can go win it, but there the functionality isn't there yet. Mm. I hope that's not the case, <clears throat> because uh, I, that's that's something that's cool. You know how they um they kind of shorten the amount of commodities that you can buy; they limit mm -hmm. the supply. Mm -hmm. I would love to spend like a couple hours just dropping stuff off in the in the cargo area and just kind of filling up uh, for later delivery. Mm. Let me ask you this too, Dig. Um, I, I referenced this a little bit earlier about them starting to introduce time into the game, right? Um, right now you run in with your one little box, drop it off on a desk, you know, or you go to a terminal and you trade in your stuff. 
but they have made it very clear, CIG has made it very clear that time is going to be introduced into loading and unloading your ships. Hence why we have these cargo areas. Uh, they've also talked about the fact that these cargo areas will be places where you can store things. So if you've been out, let's say you purchase something, <clears throat> you're watching the market over in Nix, and you know that I've got all these boxes of, let's just say it's some type of chemical, but you also know the price of that commodity is rising but right now you don't want to take it they say you'll be able to go to these cargo decks and basically store your stuff and let it sit there until you're ready to move it um how do you think we haven't seen a game mechanic like that as far as i know of in a game how do you think players are going to respond to that that whole waiting uh you know for my stuff to get loaded uh, are people going to be happy with it are they going to find something are they going to sit in the bar and have a drink what, what are your thoughts on it if they give us some stuff to do, then I think it'll be all right. Like open up them video games and mm. like let us. I don't know if we wanted to go pick <laughs> pick up some trash for some for a little bit of credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as we got something to occupy our time, yeah, uh, that'll be all right with me. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, right now, like if you sell some drugs, it just it drives me crazy trying to wait on uh, the, the amount of time it takes to offload yeah. that stuff because mm-hmm. uh, you're standing there just like. Click it, click and see. Can I sell now? Can I sell now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if we have something to do, it'll be all right. If not, then uh, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, you know, you, you raise a very good point because I had never given thought to recreation. I had, I had obviously seen where you can go sit down and eat, have a drink, meet up with your friends, right? While it's happening, maybe your crew is all showing up while you're waiting for the load. I had not thought about the fact that that's why there's a pool table, that's why there are arcade machines, that's why there's gambling, yeah. right? I had not thought about. Because we always talk about if Chris puts it in the game, it's got some meaning. So, yeah, maybe I can go get on that poker machine while I'm waiting on my ship to get loaded up, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and man. maybe I can make some more paper, right? Then again, I might lose that paper and say, y'all hurry up and get that ship loaded because I need to go make some more money, <laughs> right? I mean, it could go either way, depending on how you look at it. But, no, you raise a very good point because that I know when you go to M&V, there's a pool table down there, right? There are those 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 uh, those uh, you know those uh, games where you can go to that look like video poker. You know, there's stuff like that in the game. Um, tenth... Any thoughts about this in the sense of the uh, cargo decks? The only thing I'd say with uh, that I that I love to see um, with the cargo and the timing and everything like that, I think it's great. Uh, I think it adds some immersion to it. What I love to see with the uh, the timing aspect and the introduction the introduction of Quanta, uh, Griff, you said you know if you're watching the price in Nix and you're seeing it climb, but you got to load this whole sea and you're you know however many hours out or jumps out from where Nyx is, um, can I can I from the cargo deck or from wherever, um, you know, stake a futures contract and lock that price in while my whatever I'm going to take to Nyx loads and I can get that price that's you know at spot for what I'm looking at on the screen. I'd love to see kind of that kind of component into baked into the economy. It might be asking a lot, um, but. That would be kind of cool, you know, just to not see it trending, but to say lock me in at, you know, X amount of price and then be able to go about your business knowing that you just locked in a secure profit that you're not that you're not going to, you know, go, you know, to Nick's and find out the price just dropped because somebody beat you there. Right. <laughs> so um, I'd love to see that. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. OK, very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm going to open up the floor to these guys now and ask them are there any ships that you would have liked to seen on this list that you feel would operate well 
if you want to focus in on cargo dig i'll start with you any ships in particular that maybe we left out like we didn't talk about the banu merchantman i'm sure there are some people that will i emphasized it in the trading show more than i did the cargo show and i know it can carry cargo but any thoughts on any other ships that you're thinking of hey man as far as the banu merchantman to me that don't exist i don't even want to think about the banu <laughs> merchantman until that thing is ready to fly <laughs> But the uh, yeah. the Defender is a, is another ship that makes it easy for like box runs, just because it got that big uh, ramp. Mm. Throw some boxes in, run down that ramp, you in and out real quick. Mm. Um, other than that, man, I think you nailed the the ones that really needed some attention right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, don't, anybody, I don't think anybody would ever think about a Defender bringing cargo. You know what I mean? I, that's not the first thing that came to my mind. You know, so <laughs> that's that's a pretty covert way to to do some box runs, as far as I'm concerned. Tenth, were you gonna yeah. say? I think if you're thinking box runs, man, we gotta we, we get we gotta give some love to the 100 series that's on deck. Um, you know, they only got the little the little spot for it with just a box, but I mean, it's a 100 series, so <laughs> so I got I you know that that those are going to be cool ships for starters. I love to see them. I love to see uh, CIG kind of put Origin back in the starter category again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the 300s fell out of the category and got replaced, but. Um, you know, whether you're box missions or cargo or a mixture of both, um, I think there's the ships we covered today are great ways for you to get started in kind of both veins. That some ships are going to lend themselves more towards cargo than your typical box runs, but um, the the ships in total will get you making money by transporting goods. Uh, and I think that's you know that's what matters at the end of the day. As long as whatever you can afford to put in there. Put it in there, make some money off of it. Okay, I got you. Uh, listen, we're going to get ready to open up for our giveaway, which is going to be a Hall B, Hall B with 72 months of uh, insurance. And we're going to say that you would put in exclamation point cargo, exclamation point cargo, if you are interested in joining into the, uh, the giveaway. Uh, Boris DeBlade, 306. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the follow. Uh, so right now, feel free to jump in. We got folks loading in right now for a whole B. It's a $90 value. And whole Bs are hard to find. They don't pop up very often. So uh, that Dig mentioned it earlier, 384 SCU for $90. You can't beat that with a baseball bat. Um, <laughs> let me ask you guys another question. Oh, 10th, uh, t- t- was there any ship other than... Well, let me ask you, because we talked about this ship before. The not the Kraken, but the uh, privateer. privateer. Yeah. yeah, and I know we yeah. put that in the trade category too. Uh, any thoughts about that ship being kind of like a warehouse or? Mm, nah. You know, I I kind of look at it as more trade. I think that's where it, it fit because I I can see cargo being delivered to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it making those runs, um, but because I I feel like a, the Kraken is going to be stationed somewhere outside like a of a moon or in a in a lane mm-hmm. uh space lane or outside a planet or something like that. So, um yeah, I, I don't know, I consider it like transporting cargo, mm-hmm. but it will have it because of the storefronts. So, uh yeah, I think it may, maybe had a better fit for our last last month's episode. Okay, okay. Tenth, I, I mean, Dig, I got to go back to you for one second because you said you don't want to talk about the Banu Merchantman, but <laughs> but but I'm just saying, you know, that's that's the other Gib ship right now that people talk about. And I, again, I didn't put it in because I know its focus is trade, right? I mean, that's that's what it's designed to be. Uh, it's also for the Banu. It is their flagship when they go to battle. Um, so for it's their capital ship. Um, 
do you think that it, it, it will it serve a multi-purpose role in the sense of will people do cargo runs with it or do you think it's the trading aspect is really going to be where the bang for the buck is with that ship i don't know man it's kind of uh kind of questionable because john crew called it a a, a mobile outpost mm-hmm. you know because it's got <clears> the, <throat> the stores in it um who i know they're going to reduce the amount of trade that that's listed right now mm-hmm. so and it can land on the planet so the the ability to trade is there um i think it'd probably be best if you if you're going to be doing dual purpose like you're going to trade and then at the same place you're going to open up your shops for people to buy stuff at mm, okay makes sense pramster thank you for the two month subscription we really 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 appreciate that and because you guys subscribe that's why we're able to do our giveaways we any money that comes into us we turn it right back around put it back to the community and you guys have basically the ones that made it so that we can give away a hall b this week so we really appreciate that thank you ducati thank you for the bits 100 awesome we appreciate that all right, we're going to give maybe a couple more minutes um, before we do the giveaway because we're going to let you guys get out of here before the top of the hour. Um, any honorable mentions? You guys have any ships that we didn't talk about that you think we should have dropped in? You mentioned about the 100 series, uh, 10th, you know, the, the cargo variant for that. <clears throat> Dig, is there any other ship that you're thinking about that would be an honorable mention for cargo running? Well, somebody in the chat mentioned the uh, Reclaimer, and I think that's a, that's a good mm. ship to, to trade in. Um, especially if you got a couple buddies, because we was kind of <laughs> we was griefing people a bit in that, and nobody could take us down, man. It was yeah. like half the server <laughs> was coming after us, and they couldn't take us out. It is so a tank. I like that for trading. It, it yeah. is a tank, and it does have room. It does have room. It's got room for its salvage, obviously, but there is cargo. In fact, one of my buddies, uh, John Prophet, he used to run that sucker doing cargo runs like crazy. And it, it freaked me out that he would do that. I mean, you know, going into atmosphere and everything with that monster, you know. And I'm like, dude, really? Is that? But he loved flying the Reclaimer to do cargo runs. It was totally backward to me, but, you know, that, hey, he swore by that ship. So go figure, right? All right, the Carrick. Okay, St. Tosin says the Carrick for 456 SCU. And and, the, and we mentioned this earlier at the beginning of the show, the Carrick has kind of been like that multi-purpose go-to ship for everybody. I still think that over time that's going to shift. Um, because the Carrick is designed for long-range deep space use and to do runs with it. You may pick up things along the way, but whether or not somebody's going to use the Carrick exclusively for cargo, I'd have to wonder about it later. Right now, I get why people are doing it, but later, when the other options are there, like the C2 and other ships, I I have to wonder not whether people want to put the risk of losing their Carrick just because they're carrying some boxes. Yeah, I'd have to wonder about that, but it, it is a great suggestion. Okay, well, we are there. We're going to give you guys 30 seconds, exclamation cargo, and then we're going to do the raffle, and somebody here is going to win a um, a Hall B. A Hall B, Hall B, $90 value. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the wheel here. Let's do the spin. Let me change the screen because I know we're tired of looking at that video. <laughs> and let's see who our winner shall be. Our winner is we're rolling it and boom star helix star helix if you are here give a shout star helix oh he's the first person to pop up star helix you have won a hobby yes you are you are here star helix 
to claim your prize, you can either drop me a whisper in uh, Twitch or you can write to us at soulcitizens at gmail.com. Give us your uh, RSI email address and uh, we will send it to you. Or you can DM me in in uh, Discord if you like. But do it through Twitch or either just drop us an email and we will get that out to you today. Congratulations. For... Congratulations, my dude. There you go. The whole B. See, I think Dig that dropped that 384 SEU and he was like, dag, man, 90 bucks? That's a deal. <laughs> for real, for like, real. That's a steal deal. So that that is awesome. Um, hey, we're going to wrap it up for the night. We want to really thank everybody who hung out with us tonight. As always, you guys are always very supportive of us. Uh, I want to thank my brothers, my partners here, both 10 Sigma. And hey, let's give a round of applause. Y'all give a shout out in the shout for Dig That 32. This is his hey. debut on our show as a soul citizen. The brother's been with us since we began from the very beginning. Give him some love. Dig That, tell people where they can find you, where they can see you real quick. Uh, YouTube.com slash Dig That 32. Or even if you just search uh, Star Citizen at the top of the screen, you'll see my mining video. So it ain't hard to find you, boy. <laughs> and he's out there. He is definitely out there. Uh, like I said, he just put out a new video on 311, uh, just showing the highlights of what we can look forward to in that. So, hey, if you guys definitely check him out, I think you'll you'll find some really, really cool stuff there with him. And uh, 10th, give a shout, man. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me uh, bouncing around Channel 27 News um, on Tuesdays, uh, Soul Citizens uh, here on Sundays. And uh, actually, before we let you guys go, uh, you can see on the screen is where you can find Soul Citizens on Twitter, Insta, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, follow us there. But join us on our new show. Uh, Friday Night Live happening on Fridays, uh, where it's a it's a radio show style. You come in, we answer questions, we talk about the game. Uh, it's a it's a really cool time. It's our newest newest lineup to the to the show. So make sure you come and check that out. Hang check that out and hang with us on on Fridays. But for me, I'm bouncing around all those different types of shows, <laughs> and uh, that's where you can find me. You are bouncing around on all types of shows. You're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Listen, if you guys want to support us, uh, do it through Patreon. You can do it by buying our shirts. So you can see we have shirts and we have mugs and we have mouse pads. And that's all we got, y'all. We got hats coming soon. <laughs> but uh, if you guys want to support us that way and represent the Soul Citizens, you can do that as well. Again, we always appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a Sunday night. Uh, definitely, we're going to end up rating, uh, looks like we're going to uh, rate Kerbo. Kerbo. He has seven yeah. people, so y'all send him some love. Give him a shout, at least, even if you don't hang out. Encourage him with his stream. Uh, and as always, uh, we're going to be back Friday. Friday night. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you guys on Friday Night Live. Don't forget to follow us, as Tenth said. And uh, gentlemen, thank you. It's been an honor, as always. Great to have both of you guys on tonight with us. Back and, at you. Yeah. And as we say, peace, love, and soul. We'll check you guys out dirty. later. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>